1: On this show, together and with our guests, we're bringing the real talk, no BS5, with tangible tools to help you pursue health and wellness without obsession or restriction. Remember our disclaimer, this podcast is meant for general information purposes
0: only and should not be taken as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. I think we should uh, start off this conversation by saying that this is going to be a multiple part episode.
1: (laughs) There's, by meaning, there's going to be multiple layers here. Yes. So if you're listening to this and you're kind of like, but, 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 yeah, yeah. but, wait. we'll get there. Yeah, um, <laughs> We're going to get there. <laughs> so
0: far we have planned for this to be at least three parts. Um, could be more than that, depending on what you all want to hear or the length of time that we go for talking. But so one of the things that we wanted to talk about, and I can't believe we haven't really talked about this before, is that there's this kind of, um path that a lot of our clients and listeners take to get to finding us as a kind of philosophy and kind of practitioner that they are interested in working with um and we wanted to talk about what that journey looks like and this is not going to be like (laughs) a pitch for working with us right so we're going to be talking about um Western medicine. We're going to be talking about functional medicine today. We're going to be talking about like the pros and cons of a bunch of these different kinds of approaches. And then in later episodes, we're going to talk about, well, what is an integrative nutrition approach that we kind of use? We're going to be talking about labs and functional labs and like a whole bunch of different things. So as you can see, this could be probably an entire course that we could probably make, but it's more informational, um, as opposed to action-oriented, this is a lot of like, yeah, we see you and this is kind of a, a system and kind of a funnel that is in place with functional medicine. And there's some benefits to that in terms of getting some information about chronic health conditions and stuff. But there also are a lot of things that are kind of cons in this conversation that is really important to be talked about that we don't think is uh, talked about enough, so.
1: Yeah, and I think part of it for me is is that it's like, an unintentional pipeline and just kind of like a function of unfortunate threads that get pulled. And it's again, it's not intentional, but it's the systems that we're working with. And then how do we then do that? And like, to be honest, there's so many layers for how this goes based off of men or many different like, um, of your identities and marginalized identities. If you're having that in there too, how that can then play a big into role. It. that can play such a big role. So I think it's like important to kind of keep that in mind too as we talk about it is that there's a lot of layers at play. But I think, you know, we love a good set the scene. So Dana... Do you want to set the scene? I have the queen
0: of set the scene over here, yes. Um, <laughs> so
1: if you all have not been following us
0: for a very long time, um, the very first course that Christina and I ever created together, Break the Diet Cycle, which we launched in 2019, um, almost every single module that we had in there, we started with a set the scene, which is kind of a like lay of the land, you know, what is going on that leads to the discussion or, you know, the chronic symptoms or the things that we're dealing with. So where a lot of people start on their health journey, not in terms of acquiring the symptoms or the conditions or things, or starting on the okay, well, you know, like I don't feel good. What can I do about this kind of thing? Is people will generally go to, if they have insurance, right? They'll go to their primary care and they're like, hey, um, not feeling great. So can you help me out here? So You'll see lots of symptoms that are coming up for you. In Christina and my kind of uh scene, we see a lot of GI stuff, we see a lot of hormone stuff, like a lot of dealing with women's health, and then obviously a history of disordered eating. But at this point, when people are at this stage in their journey, that's generally not what they're going to their practitioner for on the, you know, the food side of things. So they may run some annual labs for you. Um, they may, you know, and they'll say, Oh, well, you know, everything looks fine, right? Or like, you know. Know, just make sure you keep your cholesterol in check or have you thought about losing weight like yeah thank you that's so helpful but so when if and when they cannot figure out what is a root cause of what's going on with you and I'm using that as a language that we would use, not that a typical primary care would use, is they'll refer you to specialists, right? Okay, great. We're, you know, we didn't find an answer here. We're going somewhere, right? So maybe you'll go to an OBGYN. Maybe you'll go to an endocrinologist. For a lot of the time with our clients, they'll go to a GI doctor, right? Gastroenterologist. And maybe they'll get hormone testing. Maybe they'll get an endoscopy, colonoscopy, stool testing even maybe, and maybe some more blood work. But most of the time, You still feel like shit and nothing is wrong, quote unquote, according to the labs. So then what a lot of people will start to do, because they kind of want to take their health into their own hands, right? One resource Western medicine has now, they feel like kind of failed them or not given them the resources that they need. So then they'll turn to functional medicine or complementary and alternative medicine, whatever you want to call it, in addition to doing
1: a ton of their own research. I also feel like, too, like you go to Dr. Google, too. Oh, before Before you even hit the functional doctor, right, or going down this road of alternative medicines and stuff like that, you go to Dr. Google, you Google what you've been feeling. You might see something like thyroid stuff come up, and then you might find some website with some nutritionist or health coach. Cut out
0: all of these foods for thyroid
1: health. Telling you to cut out all these foods. You start following them on Instagram, and the next thing you know, you're, like, headed down this road. Or you have IBS, and you Google something like IBS diet, or maybe your doctor, your GI doctor, says, "Hey, you have IBS, so maybe you should try a a low FODMAP diet, which is like their researched backed, you know, um, extremely know. restrictive, <laughs> extremely restrictive diet." Um, And so then you kind of head down this road too, right? Before you even go into the functional medicine route. So you try all these things. And then usually what I have found is that how people ended up in the functional doctor's office is that they've done all those things, they're exhausted, and they still feel like crap. And now they're willing to throw down the cash.
0: Yes, because that is the thing about (laughs) functional medicine is it is expensive AF. You are going to shell out for that. And one thing that I want to talk about as well is this is kind of the trajectory that happens to, I would say, almost every single one of the clients that has come to both of us at some point. Um, But we haven't even talked about like (laughs) yet on this episode how... There is, when you go to the doctor's office, any doctor's office, it's a very vulnerable place to be because no one wants to say, there are things that are wrong with me and I don't know what is wrong and I would really love your help and medical expertise, right? So you're basically putting your vulnerability, your kind of safety in a certain aspect in their hands. And like Christina mentioned at the beginning of the episode, depending on the different marginalized intersecting identities that you have, that That space there is fraught with discrimination, whether it's based on race, it's based on weight, it's based on gender, it's all these different things. So, for most people, going to a doctor's office already doesn't feel like a safe space. So, then if you've gone through this whole process of, okay, we've done labs and we've done specialists and we've done all these things with a heavy dose of fat phobia on the side. It's just really frustrating. And so then you're like, okay, well, you know, maybe functional medicine will be better. Like, yes, I'm going to have to save up for this. I'm going to have to pay out of pocket because rarely are you going to find one that's covered by any kind of insurance, right? And unfortunately, you're definitely going to still be met with this aspect of fat phobia and kind of weight is the cause of your health issues. Um, but now with a little bit of a caveat, right? It's like, oh, but but we're going to give you the integrative tools to be able to take control of your health. On the pros, I will say this as a caveat, <laughs> the pros of functional medicine, right? They are looking at things in more of a broad perspective, right? So it's not just, oh, just lo- just lose weight or just take a pill and it'll fix everything, right? It's like, okay, well, yes, let's do some more labs for you. You know, I so many people will get additional blood work. They'll get stool testing. They'll get hormone testing, Dutch testing. Sometimes they'll get food sensitivity testing. I could do a whole freaking episode on food sensitivity testing and just don't waste your money on it. Right. But like there's so many different you know labs and things that they will get and they'll get these different protocols. And in that sense, it seems a little more like
1: your health is within your control, which is a really nice feeling to have. Another thing too that happens when you're in those sessions, like 100%, there is this sense of like, we can help you. There is something that we can do. There is some level of control. But I think another piece that's really helpful when you're going from a more traditional GI doctor, PCP world, and then going to the functional world is that it feels validated. They're saying to you, this is not all in your head. We're going to run some more labs. I believe you. Let's do some stuff. Let's look into this. As I've said, like, and when I worked in the doctor's office, we'd say, let's get under the hood a little bit here and see what is going on. But it is incredibly validating. And for going through what you're going through to get you to this point, that in and of itself feels like medicine, <laughs> you know? And it feels really good to have someone say, hey, you're a person who's feeling this way and we don't want you to feel this way anymore. Let's do all of these different things to look into potentially why, what's contributing to it and how we can help you kind of get out of those trenches a little bit. And that feels incredibly empowering. Incredibly empowering. And so in a lot of ways, when you go to them, it's like this huge breath of fresh air. The fat phobia that you might be met with might be more... um, Covert, more hidden, <laughs> covert. Yeah, it'd be more a little bit more covert. So you might not have them talk about it, and they might not mention it, but they, in the back of their minds, might be thinking of it as a symptom. And it will get there and they're thinking about it, but they aren't maybe overtly talking about it with you, which is also makes you give that sense of safety too around that as well and makes you feel like, oh, wow, I'm really being heard and seen and all the different things. And maybe you are for the first time. So I don't want to invalidate that either or that experience for you. But I do think that it's important for people to know going into it that this is incredibly validating and can be incredibly useful. The problem is what happens is with this seemingly sense of more control, that is where it becomes a really slippery, slippery slope. Yeah.
0: And one more thing before we move on to the big butt that we're going to talk about in this episode is one, I think one of the best things about the functional medicine model is for most people, You're going to get way more time with your practitioner than you would in any Western medicine office. And it's just because of the way that insurance is set up and the way that the medical system is flooded, right? But you might get, if you're lucky, 10 minutes with your doctor or with a PA or with a GI or anything like that, right? OB is a little bit different because they got to be doing some stuff up in there, right? But with your functional medicine doctor, you're typically going to get... 30 minutes you're going to get an hour face to face with that doctor which is great because then you actually feel like you're building a relationship with them they know you it's can sometimes feel like kind of a therapy session right because you're like let me dump all of my problems on you and then then they you know a big thing in functional medicine is also talking about the impact of stress which can be a, a helpful thing it can be a harmful thing depending on how it's kind of framed but they may talk to you about okay you know well, what are the other aspects of your life that may be contributing to some of these symptoms and you know what can we do about that aside from just you know getting you some labs and being like oh you're fine and then also take this statin you know so that's just One thing that can be construed as a more, you know, positive aspect as well. But the thing is, like, that's what you're going to pay for, right? You're paying for their time. And because most of it is not going to be covered by insurance, even if you do submit with a super bill or something, you're paying up front for a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're paying top dollar here, and that's just not financially accessible to a lot of people, including myself. Most
0: people. (laughs) Like,
1: just want everyone to know I don't see a functional doctor and I couldn't afford one if I wanted to. (laughs) But I think it's important to kind of think about that a little bit too. And also, I also think it's important too because we are going to talk about the harms that happen in these these environments as well from a PCP standpoint and also a functional medicine standpoint. But I also want to make it very clear, in no way are we saying that these individuals don't care about you or don't care about your well-being or anything like that, or that they're trying to be harmful. The reason, to me, it always looks like they're so focused on trying to help that they see it in like a funnel in a lot of ways. And that, I think, can be the difficulty. And everyone's coming in with their training and perspective, and also they're influenced by diet culture, fat phobia, medical fat phobia, all of the things too. And unless they've done work on unrooting all of those things they're bringing that to the table whether they want to or not they're bringing it to the table when they come and meet with you and so I'm I with that in mind it's kind of like unless you're prepared to advocate and push back and you've already done the work which most of the time you haven't then you're not going to be able to do it and it's kind of like going to be seeped in there in this undertone but with a really dangerous sense of control and that that there's a way for you to that you're in control of the outcomes of what is about to happen and I think that's where the problems really start to come out when you go into like this functional world I know at least for me on a personal level that sense of control became a complete obsession. Yeah
0: I mean it would be (laughs) really and I don't think a study would ever be done on this but it would be really interesting to see the number of people that go to any kind of functional medicine modality and then come out with what could be categorized as disordered eating or eating disorder symptoms because most of the time when you're going to functional medicine for some kind of health condition they're going to give you some kind of elimination diet, right? Whether or not they're structuring it like a diet, oh no, it's a lifestyle, it's anti-inflammatory, blah, 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 all the things. Okay, Whole30, chill. It is, I mean, that's really what they're saying. And the problem is because so much of functional medicine is looking at stress and inflammation as a root cause for a lot of this stuff, which we're not saying that that is not true, But the way that they approach it is, okay, well, we need to do everything possible to remove every single stressor and every single potentially inflammatory factor so that your body has the uh, best anti-inflammatory environment possible in order to heal. And so what they do in order to do that is you're going to get tons of money worth of supplements and you're going to be told to do some stress management stuff and then also you should probably eliminate all of these foods, which the list will depend on what they're finding in your labs and your um, chronic health conditions and your diagnoses and all of that other stuff. But even for somebody who has no history of disordered eating or eating disorder, that can turn into full-blown orthorexia, right? And what Christine is talking about of oh, feeling like you have an aspect of control What most people walk away with from that and almost every single client that has ever come to me has basically said that made me feel like if I wasn't eliminating all of those foods and taking the supplements and doing the exact things that they told me that I could do that all of those are within my control, if I don't do those, my symptoms and my condition are now my fault. Because if if you think that it's in your control, oh, if I just eliminate these foods, if I just take these supplements, if I just eliminate all of my stress, yeah, okay, sure. Everything will be fixed. And so if I continue to have symptoms, I'm not doing well enough on the protocol. I'm not following it enough to the T. And that is really, really dangerous. Because On the one hand, there are so many aspects of our health that are not within our control and you could be doing all of those things and you could still have Crohn's, colitis, you could still get cancer, you could still do all of these things, you could still get diabetes, right? Like you could, and that's the really dangerous thing is that people then feel like it's their own fault when any of these diseases manifest or when your symptoms keep going, when You could have had all those symptoms without all of this additional stress of, oh my God, these foods are inflammatory and oh my God, I have to be taking all these supplements. And that's one of the major things that functional medicine ignores is they're so big on like, oh, remove stress and remove inflammatory factors and whatever. What about the stress? And the research-backed that shows that this mental, emotional stress of eliminating foods, having all these other things going on in your life, trauma, fat phobia, medical weight stigma, racism, all of these other things are huge stress and inflammatory factors that you can't
1: just remove.
0: And just removing gluten is not going to fix all of that.
1: (laughs) One hundred percent. And I think one of the things to to kind of to think about as well as from that elimination standpoint, too, is that this is a really perfect opportunity for values and rules and physical physical health to like bubble into each other and become incredibly intertwined and so what happens is you go to the doctor you have this value of I want to feel well in my body and I'm not feeling well and I don't really quite understand why I'm not feeling well and then they basically say well here and it's incredibly validating and it also feels incredibly freeing to hear a doctor say to you you can feel better This can go into remission. This can be healed, quote unquote, or these things can completely be eliminated from from your life. and You don't ever have to feel this way again, but you have to follow this, this, and this, and this, and this. When that happens, like what Dana's talking about, it's automatically this convergence of, I had this value of wanting to feel well in my body and feeling healthy. And I have now been told that that is 100% within my control. And if I follow these rules and these principles and execute them, then I can feel that way. And then if I don't feel that way, I'm not living up to my values and I'm breaking my own personal rules. So then we create more rules around it. And that's really what they're providing you. They're providing you a rule structure. Is really what it is. It's like here's the layout. And I and I I'm saying that as someone who did it. You know, yeah. like I worked in a functional doctor's yeah, office. So did I prescribe prescribed elimination protocols, even though every single time I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like every time it always felt like I feel like they need something different. But we it was always the way that it felt like, um, You only have so much time to give them the relief before they leave and a lot of times the idea was that we wanted to provide as many tools as possible, but those tools as possible all up front are overwhelming and inadvertently create this structure of this values versus rules that we then get really steeped into and then we can become obsessed with them because anytime then we become hyper focused on how we're feeling right so and the food food right so let's say we go out to dinner and we're still eating within our guidelines right we're still eating within all the guidelines they told us to but we don't feel well so then we go back we say oh my gosh they must have cooked in an oil that I can't eat out of. Or they must have put garlic in there when I told them not to put garlic in there. And that must be why I'm not feeling well. And then we're cycling into this whole thing where we were ruminating and obsessing about it. And that in and of itself is stressful. And the exact thing that we're trying to remove is inflammation from stress and, and stress overall. It's contributing to it. And in some ways, the direct cause And so then we think to ourselves, okay, then what do we do from there, right? And so it becomes this pipeline of something is going on within my physical body. I'm not feeling well, whether that's fatigue, GI issues, whatever it is. And you go down these different roads and different paths. And finally, you're met with some validation that it's not all in your head. But the problem is you're given this sense of, well, you don't have to, but it's kind of your fault. It's the... but. But it's, you know, it's the way that our food system works. It's the way that you were raised. It's the way that we are doing all these things. And now we got to clean you all up, you know. And to me, that feels so, like, privilege. in some ways it always felt, yet yeah, so messed up. But you know what? At the time, it felt, I remember it feeling so empowered. Oh, yeah. And feeling like, yeah, like, yeah, this is, I am, I was drinking the Kool-Aid, y'all. Like, definitely drinking the Kool-Aid. Definitely loved it. Definitely believed in it. And in and I'm not even saying that I don't believe in the power of food I do believe in the power of food that's why I'm a nutritionist <laughs> <Yeah>. what I'm <laughs> what I'm not subscribing to and I think what's dangerous about this functional medicine kind of pipeline this funnel that ends up kind of happening with us and how people who have physical symptoms end up down this road the problem to me isn't that we're using nutrition based, recommendations is that we're doing them all at once in a really big way and it's overwhelming and unnecessary and taking for them to 90% of the people yeah and it's yeah and it's m- wildly unnecessary like and if we took a step back and I remember like the functional practice that I worked with they did talk about how we only had so much time to give them symptom relief and I remember when I left thinking to myself well what if we spent that time talking to them about how this takes time and that we don't have to do all these different types of things instead of trying to give them this silver bullet and then trying to then from there fix it when it inevitably breaks. Mm -hmm. Why not talk about how we interweave this in an ad in a way and without eliminating a bunch of different stuff and look at it from like a overall like here's how you're feeling let's talk about how you're feeling and let's support you through all that and yes it's true that you're feeling this way and that sucks yeah and you know
0: it's it's really tough because there there are pros and cons to everything, right? Like what we're not saying is like functional medicine is awful and you should never interact with the functional medicine paradigm and, you know, all these different kinds of things. There are, like it can be very empowering for people. Some people feel a huge sense of symptom relief when they go through functional medicine testing and protocols and everything like that. But what we're speaking about is from our very direct client experience, our own experiences, for a lot of people, it doesn't fix everything and it also creates additional problems because of some many of the things that functional medicine has shortcomings in and doesn't recognize as problems and doesn't even realize that they're contributing to part of that problem. Um, And what's really interesting about this is Christina and I have a very... um, I think, unique perspective because we were both originally trained as health coaches, which is extreme, they teach you 150 different dietary theories and like very elimination focused, right? And then we both went to grad school for nutrition where basically- Integrative nutrition. Integrative nutrition. Functional. Yes, not even dietetics. (laughs) Yes, integrative nutrition master's (laughs) program and- We receive much, much more training than naturopathic doctors in nutrition, obviously, because that's what we specialized in for two, three years. And a lot of what we are taught, even in an integrative program, is extremely elimination focused. What is so ironic is that the whole focus is on the healing power of food and how you can use food in a way to support your physiology and help manage your symptoms. And we talk about stress and inflammation and all the things. And yet there was very rarely talk about, well, let's focus more on adding in these foods rather than, Oh, you have hypothyroidism do this protocol. Oh, you have leaky gut do this protocol. Oh, you have SIBO do this elimination protocol, right? It's very much like how to hand out elimination diet as a substitute for a medication. And because of the healing power of food that is the modality that functional medicine doctors are taught right it's like oh you know yes we can support them let's do very extensive lab work let's talk to them about the root cause of their symptoms that's inflammation and how all these different symptoms and everything are tied together and talk to them about how the physiology works in the body because we have the time to do that But then instead of being like, oh, you have thyroid issues, let's talk about adding in more carbohydrates to support your serotonin and dopamine and all these different kinds of production and thyroid hormone conversion and all these other things. Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to have to take all these expensive supplements and then you have to eliminate all these, quote, inflammatory foods because otherwise your thyroid's not going to work properly, which then leads people to believe, oh my God, I can't eat any of these foods because I have this thyroid condition, right? And- What's so interesting to me is that, and this is more of a commentary on everything in nutrition, especially where it's going now, is like the trend is personalized nutrition, right? Even the CNS, which is the degree that both of us have, is very focused on personalized nutrition. And yet a lot of the time when you go to a functional medicine office, you're being put on a certain track based on the health conditions that you have based on your health history, based on your symptoms, based on your medications. It's, oh, thyroid, we go this way. Gut stuff, we go this way. It's mental health, we go this way, right? And I can say that from having worked in a functional medicine office where you would put on one of three tracks, right? Which included one of three diets, one of three sets of supplements, and then some general blanket recommendations. So, and I'm not saying that's for every functional medicine practice, just the one that I worked in, right? Right. But it's very misleading because it's like, oh, this is gonna be super personalized for me. And it's not. It's semi personalized. It's not the same, but it's not super personalized.
1: I think one other thing to kind of remember as well is like coming at it from the nutritional standpoint is again like what Dana mentioned we have different training and we were trained and like be coming up with nutritional diagnosis based off looking at labs and stuff like that too and then creating this personalized like what's going on with your body and what is the data telling us about what's going on internally from a nutritional standpoint mm-hmm. and then how can we support that and a lot of our training was based off of okay here are the functions here are the the nutrients that a thyroid needs to function okay what's the labs telling us about what nutrients are maybe missing from your labs and from your diet in order for us to help support your thyroid which is awesome which in theory when you hear it like that is completely add in right it should only be added <laughs> right <laughs> right because you're looking for what's missing and then you add it in like it's not lo- it's not like rock you know it's not groundbreaking right it's like oh let's find it and then and then look at it. I think one of the things that's interesting is from the functional standpoint when you go to a functional doctor is that they're incredible diagnosticians. And I think that's the thing that's really what's powerful about it is that they come up with the exact diagnosis for you and help you get to like a more narrowed focus of maybe what track quote unquote you should be on. Mm-hmm. The problem happens when you're in the nutrition seat is that the doctor gives them maybe an elimination protocol to start with beforehand. The problem that I found in nutrition was it wasn't necessarily around the eliminations, which I have a, lo- a big problem with. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> people, ex- people executed them beautifully. But what ended up like kind of going to me, which kind of spoke to the type of person who ended up going to the functional doctor's office, like highly focused, control-based, okay. like all these things, they executed them very well like, quote, unquote, all the things. To me, what would happen is that you go to the doctor, the doctor says, well, why aren't you getting any better? And, like, why isn't this happening? Are you doing these things? Like, are you doing this? And then they come to me in tears saying, well, I'm having a really hard time. I have three kids at home. I don't know how to make this smoothie every morning. I forget to take my supplements. I haven't bought them this yet. This Like, I don't know how to do this. I can't implement this or... Um, All the different things too. And then from the nutritional standpoint, it always hit me like, whoa, we need to take a huge step back here. And I think that's where it was interesting from like our perspective and what led us to this add in kind of approach and this unique perspective is that we saw what would happen when they'd go in and the doctor is focused on the data, the doctor is focused on the diagnosis. The doctor is focused on what do we do to heal and support this individual, Mm -hmm. which is wonderful, right? That's a wonderful therapeutic environment, but the tools and the degree the tools are utilized don't actually help the system. And, from my perspective, when I was always working in that field, that's what I kept seeing. I kept seeing the integration out of elimination to be the biggest problem too, and the elimination of itself. And so a lot of times for me, what happened was I said, I remember saying like, you don't need to do all this. Don't do all this. This is what we're going to do instead. I want you to add this one thing in. I want you to look at your plate and think about it this way. This is all I want you to do and in a lot of ways that was freeing to them but that made the relief maybe sometimes a little bit longer or i think sometimes faster quite frankly but <laughs> but i think that that was like a really difficult thing for people to kind of see and from the nutritional perspective the nutritionist perspective that was the way that we i don't know how to explain it but like like it made it so that we could meet them where they are and see the issues within that paradigm and what how how it was approached, because of that exact reason that they end up coming into my office in tears, and that's what would happen. They'd come in my office saying, "I'm failing at this." It's like you're not failing at anything. Like first of all, <laughs> like first of all, you know, this is none of this is your fault. And you could do all of these things perfectly, and I hate to break it to you, you still would have Hashimoto's. Yeah. Well, that's the And thing. you're still going to be diabetic. We might be able to control your blood sugars, but you're still going to be a diabetic. Mm-hmm. That's not going to change. Yeah. And that's okay, right? So I think
0: a, a big part of it, you know, in talking with different functional medicine doctors that I've worked under and just, you know, hearing the kind of verbiage that they use, from us the practitioner standpoint and this is also what it feels like for a lot of the clients is that the doctors feel like if they're the patient is not getting better that non-compliance with the protocol that they've given them is the issue why they're not getting better when first of all the compliance of perfectionism 100 why is that even an expectation like why is that even something I that know. we're going for right because you know even even if you're not in the eating disorder, disorder eating field for most people a period of massive restriction will lead to a period of overcompensation binging any of that kind of stuff which can make the symptoms worse actually both sides can make the symptoms worse but this issue of when you combine oh it finally feels like this is within my control and then the doctors are saying well the reason you're not getting better is because you still eat gluten once a year so non-compliance right in a different kinds of ways or You haven't been able to introduce the supplements all the way or you haven't been able to order the supplements because I don't know, they're really expensive if you do all these sessions with the functional doctor or there's so many reasons why you couldn't get to what the doctor would view as 100%, which they view as, well, this is how you're going to cure and fix all of your symptoms now you feel like it's your fault and that internalized shame and stress that you feel every single day can contribute to the symptoms that you were trying to get to the root of in the first place by trying this protocol and by, try- by trying to go down this route. So it's really, really difficult and then another issue that I wanted to bring up too is that Sometimes in functional medicine, because we do like to work on getting to the root cause and getting under the hood, and the next episode that we're going to be doing in this series is all about labs and stuff, um, and it's not just going to be like, this is what this lab means, right? It'll be interesting, easy to understand, I think, as easy as possible, right? But we have to keep in mind, and this is something that I wish I could say to all functional medicine doctors, is like, yes, it's great to get all of these labs especially extensive labs that you won't typically be able to get through your PCP, your GI, your OB, all of this stuff. But people are not just a set of symptoms and data points from those labs, right? Like, yes, we can reverse engineer. And I remember this was actually one of the coolest things that we did at grad school, I think, is two of our classes were focused on advanced lab assessment. And the professor oh, class. was basically like, here's a set of labs for this person tell me what you think is going wrong with them, which is basically like reverse engineering. And it was so cool, but people are so much more than just a
1: set of labs. You know, what was interesting is one of the ones that we did in that class. I loved that class. Dana and I went to the same program for those of you who don't know this, but so we have the, we have the same professor. Um, And one of the, the labs that we did is, we were going through what it was an advanced labs class and we were going through everything and everyone was talking about, there was this one lab set and one of everyone was going through like all the different things they would do, like the different protocols they would do the different protocols and all this stuff. And I raised my hand and he goes, Christina, what do you think? I go, this person's dead, aren't they? And he goes, yes they are and it was like i was like because i was like their kidneys are in like extreme failure like this isn't working and everyone's talking about all these different things to eliminate and i'm like like there's literally nothing we can do for this person they're dead like that's it like you know and i remember being like what a great way to kind of like see that we're not just a set of data points and there's so many different things that are coming up for all this like and i I think also, too, I really want to go back to something you said, because having perfectionism be the barometer for compliance with anything is scary. Like, that is scary to me. And, like, it is. And, I, you know, what's funny is until today, I mean, we've always talked about perfectionism with it, but I've never thought of it as the compliance for management of a disease or a chronic health issue. Outcome and it, it in the way that it's presented, that's 100% what gets internalized, whether or not that's met meant by the practitioner well, or for not, some of them or it your is. physician not all of them for some of them it is <laughs> not all of them I definitely don't think that was the case with the, the functional practice that I worked with no. they were wonderful no. wonderful people yeah. um and definitely not that way um but I do think it's inadvertent you know like in inadvertent and because I think too like they're also coming to the table with their own levels of perfectionism too and also really deep excitement. For having another option for individuals and patients to feel seen and heard, where the traditional Western medicine model just does not offer that. And and I think in to me it's like it's almost like two different threads, right? Like both are in some ways symptom management and one is more like pharmaceutical and the other side is like supplement and food. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I'm a little bit of column A, column B. I like both. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like. You know, we're not
0: knocking <laughs> traditional medicine either. Life-saving medications. We just talked about um, a couple of weeks ago on Patreon, we did a special bonus episode on Ozempic and how it's a life-saving diabetic medication. But when it's used in a different context, it can create a lot of issues, right? So yeah. we're not knocking, you know, that aspect of traditional medicine. And functional medicine can do a lot of good too, right? But we have to take all of this with a grain of salt and be like, okay, well, yeah, there there are pros and cons to everything. And we just, this, we want it just like the Ozempic episode that we did. We wanted this to be more of a kind of informed consent episode, right? It's like, if you have felt this way going through traditional medicine, functional medicine, Dr. Google, doing all of your own research, you're like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And there are a lot of, um, you know, issues with the functional medicine uh paradigm and how it has kind of evolved into a pipeline and we could do a whole another set of episodes on how functional medicine and this way of looking at things can be a gateway for a lot of really serious kind of extreme stuff and of course orthorexia and eating disorders and a lot of other stuff like that but that could be a whole another direction
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't and I think that it's a valid direction, right? And like, I think it's important for people to note too. So I think the whole point behind this too is to think about, have I felt this way? How am I feeling now? Am I feeling kind of stuck in this place where I where I feel like food is something that needs to be hyper-managed and I need to be hyper-vigilant around it and also to at the same time I also feel like maybe it's the answer like (laughs) like how do I then navigate that and maybe you do have strong beliefs around medication and for whatever for all the personal reasons that you have that you want to go down a road that's maybe not having that be the the forefront of your of your management And I think that that's valid too. You have the right to do whatever you want with your own body. And I think it's important to also kind of note as well that how do I then take the information that's that's given to me and one get the support that I need advocate for myself in those in those spaces and three how do I take what I'm hearing and add in stuff and if I am caught in a I need to remove I need to remove I need to remove I think it's an invitation because you know I love a good invitation (laughs) to sit down take a seat and think about why am I eliminating all these things and is there an option for me to add things in And that is exactly what we will be continuing in the
0: next couple of weeks in definitely part two, definitely part three, potentially many more parts of these types of episodes. So we hope that you all enjoyed this. Um, Send us your questions, send us your comments. If there's anything else within this topic that you would love us to cover, email us, DM us on Instagram. All the links
1: are in the show notes and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, share us your stories. What's your, share us your story of like maybe how you fell into this functional medicine pipeline. If this is the first time that you've ever heard of this and you're feeling very like, whoa, I can't believe I'm, this is, you're hi, not alone. it's me. Like you're not alone in any way, shape or form. Um, I actually want to, I would love to hear your story. And you know what, you're not, you're not alone and you can get support and it doesn't have to be like that. hmm
0: boom. <laughs> <laughs> hey friends, it's Dana. And thanks so much for listening to the wholehearted eating podcast today. Find us on social media at wholehearted eating pod on Instagram and at WholeheartedEating.com for more information about working with Dana and Christina for one-on-one nutrition counseling. If you love the show, we would love you forever if you'd share an episode with your family and friends or tag us on social media or leave a five-star rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts to help more people find the show. Check out patreon.com slash eating to help support the show and get access to ad-free episodes, bonus episodes with us and our guests, episode discussions, new resources we're creating for Patreon, and so much more. If you have questions for us, feedback on the show, potential topics or guests you'd love to have on, shoot us an email, at hello at wholeheartedeating.com, and we'll see you
1: next week.